Super Talk Mississippi media production. So joining me now, as he does basically every year at this time, is my good friend Michael Casagrande from AL.com. You said you were anticipating my text the other day. Is, is that accurate? Yeah, it's Mississippi State week. It's time to talk to Brian. So uh, carve out 10 minutes of my, uh, my week, and I'm ready to roll. I am a routine. I'm a creature of routine, of habit. And uh, I don't like to change things up. I got a, I got a good Alabama guy. I stick with him. That's that's how I'm gonna I'm gonna work with things. But this is not a routine season uh, for Alabama. Normally, when we have you on, I always make the same joke about, oh, hey, let's talk about Alabama and how great they are, and, and this, that, and the other. And, and this year, you know, we we've got a loss on the schedule at this point that you would normally have uh, have predicted. Going back to last Saturday, did Texas A and M just play their best game when Alabama wasn't at their best? Or are there real flaws in this Alabama team? I think there's a little bit of uh, truth in, in both statements. I think, I mean, I, I hadn't seen too much of Texas A&M, to be honest, uh, just from the way schedules worked out before Saturday. But it didn't look like they were much of an offensive juggernaut. Um, obviously, they two previous weeks, one of them against Mississippi State. You know, those two previous weeks, they they combined to score as many points they scored, you know, a Saturday night against Alabama. So there wasn't much indication that um, that this was coming from Texas A&M quarterback. Obviously, Calzada was left the field in tears after the Mississippi State game. Um, is not necessarily a precursor to somebody who's going to come out and beat Alabama the following week. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it didn't have the feel going into this game. But I think there are also some flaws with this Alabama team, but it's, it's not, it's not the team that it was last year, or some of the previous years. Um, and it's kind of, uh, it's just this expectation that, uh, that every year, no matter how many people they lose, how many coaches that they're just going to be right there at the top and just presumptive number one. And I think it's starting to catch up that it's just, it's just not feasible and not, possible every year when we've talked about mississippi state and their flaws this year we've used the word correctable we've talked about the mistakes that they've made we feel like you know those are things that mississippi state can get corrected with coaching with better execution with alabama is it the same do you feel like the flaws they have are correctable in season or is this is there something there personnel wise that's just lacking you know it's a good question and that's something that i think they're still kind of working on there are some some definite flaws and you know the the, the receivers aren't necessarily as dynamic as the ones who are now first round NFL draft picks and starters in the NFL. So clearly that's, you know, it, it was a lot to expect for these guys to, to be just as good, but um, you know, there are a lot of drops. There's some drops from tight ends. Um, um, you know, there, some coaching questions about some play calling uh, at times that, that Steve Sarkeesian, I think this is kind of a, an indication of just how good of a play caller Steve Sarkeesian was and how he always seemed to really find the right note the last, at least last year for sure. So I, I, I think there are some correctable and some things that, that might be bigger picture. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be more of an interesting season probably moving forward than, than last year's that where he was in the grand scheme of things, not the most interesting, not the most dramatic of seasons because very few games were, were competitive. You know, when, I, when I've watched this team this year, there are some games where Bryce Young and that the passing game is clicking. And But then you have a game like against Ole Miss where Brian Robinson was just so dominant. You know, what is the offensive identity of this Alabama team, in your opinion? That's a good question. I think that's something that um, they're still working on as well. Um, you know, at times it's, it's taking what the defense gives you, and Ole Miss was dropping more, you know, dropping the, the – 
more defensive backs opening lanes for for rushing the ball. So they did that. And uh, Brian Robinson had a pretty good game against A&M as well. Um, 147 yards, uh, 60 more out of the backfield and in, in receiving. So, uh, you know, there's not as much depth now. They lost Chase McClellan at the Ole Miss game, um, the number two running back. So it's kind of looks like it's pretty much Brian Robinson is taking that, you know, where it was 1A, 1B, it's more of a one with him now. Um, yeah, it, the passing game has been at times very good. Um, I think the Bryce Young is part of it and the, the, just the lack of, of uh the big time playmakers like Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle from a year ago. I think Jamison Williams is clearly the the best receiver, the most dynamic guy coming. The uh, Ohio State transfer had 10 catches against AM, uh, really their go to guy when when they need something explosive, the fastest guy out there. So uh, I still think they're kind of working through it, trying to figure out what they are. And um, yeah, uh, I think there will be a lot of interested eyes on what they come out with against uh, Mississippi State. Even in these these past few years where Alabama has sort of evolved from a, a grinded-out offense into more of this explosive, spread-them-out kind of offense, up front is where they've always been dominant. You know, They've always had NFL guys up there. You know, I think they still have those guys, but is this offensive line as a unit as good as it's been in years past? Uh, I mean, it's, it's probably lost a, a step from last year, losing a couple first-round, first-second-round draft picks, um, reshuffling a little bit, and yeah, I mean, it's not as dominant. It's not as uh, blowing up everybody. Uh, Mac Jones had a, a clean pocket almost every time he threw the ball last year, it felt like, um, where A&M really got to, to to Bryce Young Saturday with uh, three sacks uh, in the second quarter alone. So, yeah, it, it was, um, it's was. it been kind of a venture at times with some of the past pro, and it's not all offensive line. It's, you know, there's some – some schematics, some, um, you know, decisions, some checks that, that check out of uh, protection and they bring up blitz and he gets overwhelmed. Uh, you know, it's a numbers game. So sometimes there are, are enough guys to block everybody. Uh, so, you know, there's some good defense as well. Uh, and there's so many different factors that go into things like that. But it's, it's overall, it's not as strong definitely as it had been in the past few years. When you play Mississippi State, this is the question you sort of have to ask. But the Alabama secondary, I know there's talent there, but A&M was able to make some plays in the passing game last week, which is something that they, nobody expected them to be able to do. You know, how is that Alabama secondary? Are they ready for for about 50 to 60 pass attempts? Yeah, no, it's it's kind of been hot and cold. It's good and bad. Uh, they lost starter uh, Malachi Moore on the third play of the game to a targeting flag, so I, I can't imagine that helped. Uh the matters when you're when you're going five six dbs in a you know nickel dime packages so uh having him back will certainly be you know a plus for them um but yeah it's they haven't faced a true uh you know Ole Miss through the quite a bit not maybe as much as much as Mississippi State will so yeah it, it's it'll be a big test for them I don't know if they've seen someone who throws a you know the, the run pass mix as is as focused on the pass. So, yeah, it'll be an interesting test. There's a question that everybody's sort of asking. I mean, Alabama, you know, back-to-back losses in the Nick Saban era has not happened very often. I don't think, and you correct me if I'm wrong, because you would certainly know better, 2013, I think, mm-hmm. the last time that it happened. And that's a, that, that was a, you know, Iron Bowl and then a bowl game. So, we're you know, in the regular season, I, I think I, you might have to go back to Saban's first year uh, to yeah. see that happening. 
But what happens if Alabama comes over here and finds and finds themselves on the on the wrong end of the result? I'm not I'm not going to get into you know Saban in trouble or anything like that. But what what's the mindset? What's the, what's the the reaction to that in in Tuscaloosa? Well, the reaction of losing one straight wasn't very very good. <laughs> You're so, right about that. Um, a second straight, yeah. I mean, it's truly. I've covered the team for 12 years, and that was the only time it ever happened was in that 2013 season. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little bit out of my range here, and how how Alabama handles um, back-to-back in-season losses. So uh, you might want to check with another Alabama guy who might have a better insight on that one. Yeah, Cecil's number. He's probably the only sure. one, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's, that's It's an interesting situation because, honestly, Michael, I mean, two, three weeks ago when State lost to Memphis, you said set this line and give me a percentage. I'd have said, you know, Alabama by 31 and 1%, you know, if Alabama does everything wrong. And whereas now, with the way State played against AM versus the way Alabama did, I feel like there's a puncher's chance for Mississippi State. From your perspective, coming over here on Saturday, is there a what, what percentage chance would you give Mississippi State to have the chance to pull an upset? Yeah, it's a good question. I need to watch. Maybe see. I haven't seen much of them. It's, it's kind of the thing with these covering these games is that I don't really see as much college football as probably a lot of people would yeah. think I do, uh, or you know. But, other beat writers were just you haven't Alabama hasn't had a bye week yet where you can sit at the house and just right. watch college football in a day yeah just, we're either driving to a game at a game working late at a game and it just yeah. sort of you don't really see that much so I haven't seen that much I mean the last I mean Mississippi State last year coming to Tuscaloosa that was not the most impressive performance so that was kind of the last real taste I had of Mississippi State getting shut out and not really putting up much of a fight so uh, I'd have to see more of what they're doing this year to know you know to have a better idea of what I'm expecting from them Saturday, but you know, feels feels like state's going to have to play pretty close to perfect to have a chance to win. Even if Alabama plays its best game, uh, then I don't know how much chance state really has. So we'll see. We'll see what happens on Saturday. Michael Casagrande, AL.com. Always gr- a great pleasure to talk to you, man. I'll see you on Saturday in the press box. Great. Looking forward to it. A super talk, Mississippi media production.